Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. seductive smile and do it in the butt (sighs) greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen (laughs) welcome back to pod is war and thank pc teddy for completely fucking up the ambience that's from the ladies man brought to you by the good folks at anywho pod is war is brought to you by the good folks at Chair Shot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And Planned Parenthood. 
use your heads, gentlemen, because uh, and ladies as well, because PC clearly wasn't using his. Anywho, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot T-shirt this weekend. We've got something for everybody. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling. Jesus did the job. Hashtag journalism. Look, journalism. Journalism. Plat Blast 2020. And if you use the promo code Labor, you might get something off. I'm just saying, man, play around with it. I'm sure they have some sort of promo code going on this weekend because it is Labor Day weekend. They so might. try labor. No, if that doesn't work, work try military. No. If that doesn't work, try freedom. No. If I, those are the only three I got. Anybody else got some labor, freedom, military? Just try pay, one of them. Just You'll probably the, get like 25% off. Pay the fucking full price. Bro, it's pandemics, man. People yeah, can't no afford to pay anything. more, honey. I'm uh, trying to help. So right. type in promo code labor, military, or freedom. You're probably going to get some money off, okay? Probably not. But either way, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out, the best way to keep make sure we keep providing that content, dramatic pause, is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Type in promo code labor. Don't. Or promo code military, or You're promo close. code break freedom. No, try one of them. Don't do one of them. The actual promo code is Labor Day, as one word. You were so fucking close. That's my point. <laughs> it's twenty percent off promo code Labor Day, from the third at noon, so September third through the weekend up to the seventh, I believe. So you are quite close. That this is actually one of the few times you were just shots in the dark, almost hit. Like, that was, that but was pretty it, fucking good. It didn't, though. Almost, though. Basically. I mean, this is close enough. It's like horseshoes or government didn't. work. I'll but give it's it not. to them. It's close. It's not. It's advertising. It, it, are, are they shots in the dark, or are they damn good guesses? There Are they logical guesses? Guesses? Yes. Well it, well, it doesn't matter, folks. Hey, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and type in the promo code Labor Day, and you'll receive 20% off your chair shot order. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. TheChairShot.com Always use your head Well you've already heard these mother farmers talking So let's just get into it I'm Christopher Platt I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney Hi 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 how you doing Oh hi I'm PC Tunney I just I just, I just left that bitch mini. She was fucking goofy. Oh, God. All right. Jokes brought to you from 1965, everybody. What the fuck? <laughs> That's hilarious, though. We never talk enough about how good of a dad Goofy was. But I'm not going to go there. That's a different podcast, different situation. Anywho, PC Tunney, before we came on these airwaves, you actually hit us with a little bit of uh, breaking news. Did oh, you not? Shit. Yeah, I did. There it is. It always hides. It's like the theme. Never mind. You knew this was coming. I know. It's right here. You knew it was coming. It's it's right below. This this was your idea. Chair shot. Network. It's right below that. The Rock and his family have COVID. And I need a beer. This was... This was it's literally your news. idea, and you screwed it up. 
But yes, apparently uh, we can smell what the rock is cooking, and it's Corona. Which I'm sure he'll be fine, man. This guy's a physical specimen. And I mean, obviously, we, we pray that he and his family, they all have a speedy recovery. But I mean, the rock is going to be just fine. Are you kidding me? I don't disagree with you at all. With the rock, Simone, like, you know, she hit on you once. How do you think his mom's going to do? Does he, she live with him? I mean, I don't know. Tony said his entire family, so they might have had a get together. He's the Rock. Who's gonna yeah, tell I, him no? Vince, I, I think by his entire family, he meant his his wife and their children. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Nia Jax is walking around with COVID or the Usos or anything like that. Well, no, I know the, it's not Roman. Where are the Usos, by the way? One one Uso is hurt. U- Uso number one or Uso number two? I'm not sure which. Jimmy's one. hurt, so they were like, "Oh, sorry, Jay." You're not married. You're, you're, you're not married to Naomi. You can stay home. Pretty much. <laughs> they let him come out there and host that uh, god awful da- dance contest they had a few weeks ago. I think Jade's a good singles wrestler, but I mean, I don't know. They don't really know what they're doing. Well, with they're Samoan. They're both great singles wrestlers. That's just yeah. kind of how that works. Yeah, they're both good wrestlers, generally speaking. So I think Jimmy's they, more charismatic, and Jade's a little bit better in the ring. Do you even know what you're saying, or are you just saying things? No, I'm the only person on this podcast that can tell them apart, so I'm actually, like, you know, when we talk about WWE main roster stuff, I know what I'm talking about. It's not hard to tell them apart. One has the hot black chick hanging off his arm, and the other one doesn't. (laughs) She's not always with them, so when it's just those two. (laughs) Okay, I I can mostly sort of tell them apart. What if she's standing in the middle? Really? Oh, y'all can't even the tell That's black people up. apart. How are you gonna tell some some Samoans apart? Y'all can't even tell black people apart. That's bullshit. Man, I know exactly who you and Ray are on Three Man Weave. Exactly. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean, folks? But you can tell the Usos apart. They're identical twins of color. I, you, fuck out of here. You didn't hear what I said? No. I said I have no problem telling you and Ray apart on Three Man Weave. Because there's two separate boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's two separate boxes on Skype for both of us, yes. Come on now, that was funny. Maybe slightly was, but slight, I'm no slightly slightly inappropriate, but funny. It was slightly inappropriate. I'm just not I'm no selling it because you totally botched this opening when it was your idea to begin with. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his family have COVID Yeah, we did that already Yeah, we've been we there start, you know, Like two minutes yeah, ago? We, we, we said we, you said yeah, I botched it, I thought we'd start better. over we, I'm not going to edit it now Exactly, so what was the point of starting over? You're not going to edit shit I have Comedy Comedy. Oh, dude, I know you have. You've edited some good shit before, but that's neither here nor there. You're not editing this. Like, you edit the good shit, but you keep the bad shit in. I don't understand your process, sir. Do you understand that makes the people listening enjoy the good shit that much more? What? Because they got to sit through bad shit? No, that makes them turn it off. We trying to get listeners, man, not repel them. <laughs> you missed the point. I, I, 
You missing the point. Uh, pot is war. You're missing the point. <laughs> no, that's boring. You won't do that. Anywho. No. But we do got a lot to talk about today, though, gentlemen. So how about we uh, get on the good foot and do the bad thing? What y'all think about that? I mean, if we can actually get up and go, let's, I guess we should eventually, right? Wow. <laughs> All right. I guess that's on Mr. Moderator. Uh, is... With his... Okay, okay, I'm getting there. This is my yard now. I wish I wish we had Howard Finkel here. R.I.P. Howard Finkel. And no! Oh, shit. R.I.P. Tom Seaver. Apparently, he got up out of here today, too. Damn. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of sports, uh, famous sports people dying. We got Tom Seaver. Uh, oh, John, oh John, yeah, Tom, please. John Thompson. Oh, oh. Yes. Cliff Robinson. I can't talk about Lute him. Olson. Cliff Robinson. Ludo Olson. I can't wait to talk about John Thompson on Three Man Weave, and I'm, so, I'm sure Ray's going to want to bring up Ludo Olson too. Real quick, All time great. Real quick, I just want to do a give me like one minute. John Thompson is like one of the greatest basketball, just overall basketball coaches of all time. Not to mention phenomenal person that was a father figure to a lot of young men growing up and going to college and. So the local morning radio show around here has a sports guy named Tim Murray. And Tim Murray's first job was booking guests on John Thompson's show. And he was dumbfounded at an early age in his 20, early 20s that all he had to do was say, yeah, Coach Thompson wants you on the show. And it didn't matter who it was, if it was a movie star, if it was a golfer, a baseball player, a, a football player, a basketball player, a coach. They just said, oh, sure, what time? And people respected John Thompson and it was much deservedly so so RIP to John Thompson and all the great things he did and his contributions to basketball will not be forgotten that was well said Tony I'm glad you brought that up man and I mean it's a fight that we're still fighting but I think that John Thompson was really a pioneer in regards to black head coaches obviously it's something that we're still dealing with but Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, son. I'm sorry, I was going to go in a different direction here. Just to, uh, one of the tweets I saw was from Allen Iverson, and um, you know, much like many many a player, you know, said you 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 gave me a new life, you saved my life, and he said he's going to miss John Thompson calling him and starting the phone conversation with, "What up, motherfucker?" <laughs> pop, pop. Shout out to John Thompson, man, a great coach and an even better man. So that was well said. I'm glad we got to, to do that here. Anyway, sorry, back to Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns is your WWE champion. Uh, wreck everyone and leave, gentlemen. Well, universal champion, first and foremost. Number two, Yeah, but is there anything else on payback? Is there anything else on payback that you guys want to hit before we get all up in Roman shit? Andrew doesn't really want to talk about payback at all. He made his brother do the no, reviews no. and um, ratings, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Tony, how <laughs> did you feel about payback? Smug. I thought it was yeah, Andrew. I love that. 
Um, uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. It gave me everything I wanted. I thought the matches were very solid. I enjoyed the directions the storylines went in. That's that's about all I can say for right now. I, I agree, man. And shout out to Keith Lee uh, beating Randy Orton in six minutes. That was cool. I mean, we, we all had our trepidations about Keith when he first came up to the main roster, some of the changes they made, but they clearly had big plans for him. And, I mean, his first match, he beat a top guy. And I'm I'm sick of these melon farmers. I'm I'm talking about you, Brian Alvarez. You son of a bitch. You get on my goddamn nerves. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna challenge you to fight again because in COVID I've been putting on a little bit of weight and I'm a little out of shape. So I will probably need six months to get back into fighting shape to whip your fucking ass. But I'll if, fight trust Brian me, Alvarez trust in me, an if hour. It wasn't a pandemic. I'd tell whip me, your fucking ass. Tell me what. <laughs> tell me what. You tell me what TGI Fridays to meet him at, and they'll be mopping him up off the fucking floor. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, he pissed me off, man, because... That's a fucking shoot, bro, at PC Tunney. I'll give you my real fucking name. I'm just pissed off because he's talking about how they're burying Keith Lee and how he's an upper mid-card. This Mellon Farmer been on the main roster for three fucking shows. What are you talking about, sir? Yes, we all got pissed about the music. Yes, we all got pissed about the weird skirt shit they had him in on the first time he was up there. But they, they clearly got plans for him, man. And he beat Randy Orton. He beat Randy Orton, who's probably about to be the world champion. Calm down. Just shit. Get your shit right, man. Fuck. Okay, I'm done with that. Anywho, so Roman Reigns. Oh, Andrew's Andrew. back. Andrew? He's back now. Yes. What yes, we know Roman Reigns is a person. He he won he won the match. I, I, I like the way the match went. Yeah, that was good. I mean, what the fuck do you want me to say? No one's really surprised. Braun and Bray, whoop-de-doo, who gives a fuck? The ring broke for no reason. Because it was fun when two super heavyweights do it, when Braun's dumbass does it with the Fiend. Meh. But Roman looked cool. I don't so, give a shit. So, like, Andrew, um, Impact, well, Impact, it, it, Andrew, it, it, wait, 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 I got this. Hold me. on, I got this, Chris. So, Andrew, Impact oh. Wrestling, Eric Young, right, new heavyweight right, champion, eh? Yeah. And? Oh, you're, I, you're stating facts. What do you want me to extrapolate? I thought maybe I thought match. I thought maybe you would give. I'm gonna go crazy. Ooh. I thought Ooh, you might actually give fuck? an opinion. I was trying to give you something that you would actually give an opinion on. No, I, I get what you're getting at, but what else are we gonna say that everybody hasn't said? It's good that he's paired with Heyman. He looked like a badass. He kicked Bray in the dick because he was getting mandible clawed. You'd never know. That could mean heel. That could mean he's just a badass. Who gives a fuck? Like I don't know. I don't really wanna pontificate on bullshit because we do enough of that and uh this there's not really much meat on this bone if you ask me have fun you 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 do realize this is a podcast right we're not just hanging out at the bar shooting the shit you you do realize that like we're recording this in hopes oh, no, of know. putting it out to the world oh i'm hoping aware that some people out in the world will listen to what the fuck we have to say. So I think he's trying to move us. He's trying to finish an article, I think. All I mean, it, it, it would he's clearly, he's clearly editing and writing right now, Chris. Actually Can't you see his eyes moving? Some shit to say. He's doing website please responsibilities right you, now. Thank you, please. Andrew said, ooh, ooh, here comes my schedule tonight. WWE topic, do some website shit. And then I'll be around for topic four. <laughs> Essentially, yes, because you, okay. you said it yourself. <laughs> this is a world. We try to go out to the world 
Yet 90% of the time we focus on WWE. So I because see what, that's what the people want, sir. We I, give the baby his bottle and yes, yes. Where's the yes, yes? Where's the feedback in the pre-show meeting all day then? Easy. I got other shit to do aside from type on a phone. <laughs> what would you got shit to do, man? It's a goddamn pandemic. You ain't getting no pussy because it's a goddamn pandemic. Ain't nobody getting no pandemic pussy out in these streets, okay? started, and you know that. We talk about that a few times over the last few months. It's not like my world stopped because COVID hit. I told you it's in a mood. I told you. Tony, what did you think about the whole thing? If you want to bring up something interesting from you just mic. I can't. That's how this works. Try. Can I, we do something? I'm not going to try to do something I physically actually can't do. Fine. Play on your little fucking phone. Play your little uh, fucking Diamond Hearts game. He's or talking to Andrew fucking, now, not me. What are they playing now? What are the kids playing now? What are the kids playing now? Candy Crush? Yeah, play your little Candy Crush. Thank you, Sonny. Play your little fucking Candy Crush. something? Oh, God. All right. You go. You go. Okay. Have fun. Anywho, do you think, man, the the adults are going to have a conversation now. Sonny, what do you think about Roman Reigns returning? Oh, finally. Being paired with Paul After Hayman, all these years at the kids' table. <laughs> oh, sorry. But, oh, you know, what did you ask me? Jesus Christ, I'm just going to talk now. Back to okay, the kids' table. Gonna, Back to the I'm fucking kids' table. Words, God damn it. <laughs> Anywho, so I brought up on Twitter, because off of Tunney's tweet, saying that Roman Reigns was not a heel. And I brought up the fact that Roman Reigns has been a heel this whole time, and this is his face turn. So do you all mind? Who gives a shit what y'all think? I'm going to pontificate on that just for a little bit, and I hope it makes sense, because I have been drinking a little bit. No. So, you, you don't say, right? We are all shocked, yes. But yet you're still talking. Please stop doing that, both of you. Please. Haven't you noticed we like to do that when you start talking? I know, and I can't help to fall for the fucking bait every time. It's like the goddamn, it's like Charlie Brown and Lucy in the goddamn football. Well, let's go. Line up for the <laughs> kick. Let's get going. See what Sally does. Anywho, so... Well, I, I can't say I'm famous because nobody knows who I am, but I have ShareShot.com. Always use your head. Wide right. I just yanked a football. We literally, <laughs> missed completely. Tweeted, we, we, we literally tweeted out a teaser for what I'm about to say, and now y'all not going to let me say it. So now the three people that listen, we're going to uh, neglect them and betray their trust for not letting me get out what I got to say. That's what we're doing here. I didn't know we had trust to betray. If they've heard this show before, they should they know, know what they're in for. <laughs> God damn it. I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tribe. Let's see how far I can get. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I've, I've said in the past that, you know, John turning John Cena heel in quotation marks didn't really make sense because he was already the biggest heel and the biggest face in the entire industry. And if you turn him quote-unquote heel, all that's going to happen is the 50% of the audience that boos him is going to cheer him now. 
and now you can't sell t-shirts to the little kids. So you you know you're cutting off your face to you're cutting off your nose spite your face. It's not gonna work out. And Roman kind of operates in that same space. WWE operates in this weird world. There's actually two WWEs. You've got your for the sake of argument or the sake of what I'm trying to say, I'm gonna call them casual fans. They're the people that watch every Monday and Friday and maybe Wednesday. They buy the pay-per-views, they watch, and that's it. They cheer Roman Reigns because that's who WWE tells them to cheer. Now, there's another more meta world that WWE operates in as well. The fanatic. Fanatics, rather. Easy for me to say, right? And I think we operate in that world as well. The people that consume all the product. You know, we watch the network. We go online and read the newsletters and stuff like that and try to find out every little bit of information that we can possibly find on this thing called professional wrestling. And they've been spoon-fed for years and years and years that Roman Reigns was being pushed down their throats and they rejected Roman Reigns. For the, the, that crowd, he operated as a heel. And if you could, if you look back and see his work... You like Cena, which I think it really bothered Cena. Like, if you got Cena a couple shots of Jack in Cena and you actually got him to open up and be himself, I think that he would admit that that booing shit kind of bothered him. It didn't appear Fuck to bother him. Fuck you, Roman. Nikki. And I felt like it... Okay, cool. Yeah, that that would happen, they, too, probably. They used to be together. Yeah, that probably happened. Yeah. Well, he was just with because he was she was hot. He probably found her annoying, but she was hot. Anywho. If you look at Roman's body of work, if you look at, and I'm talking on kind of, again, a meta level, man, like the nuances to his character. Sometimes he would just flash a look or something like that. It lets you know he's been working heel this entire time. I mean, they booked him to retire The Undertaker, and then the day after, he had that whole, the night after WrestleMania, he had that 15 minutes in the ring where he got nothing but booed, and all he said was, this is my yard now. That's a heel promo. This Mellon Farmer has been operating as a heel this entire time. Y'all just didn't pick up on it. That's the world that WWE was. But now with this Paul Heyman turn, and he's actually now a heel in quotation marks, this is exactly what's about to happen. Okay? The newsletter writers, after they get their heads out their asses, because I'm sure there's going to be a whole backlash of, well, they should have done this shit years ago. Once they get over that, they're going to start to talk about how great Paul Heyman is with him and how that elevates Roman and how great Roman has been in this role. And their mouth-breathing minions are going to second that, and it's going to eventually end up with Roman Reigns being elevated to the biggest star in the industry, which is where he should have been in the beginning. And I hope some of that made sense. Don't everybody answer it once. I guess it didn't. Should you, I keep talking? You, you are a really smart man. I mean, that 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 was really well said, and that that this comes off very condescending. I'm not I'm not joking. I'm I'm aware my tone is not exactly uh, yeah, truthful to the words. No, I'm I'm aware. That's why I that's why I'm uh, adding. But no, you're right. But my big issue is you've said the same thing last week. You said the same thing the week before. Most of us have said similar enough things the last couple of weeks. What new thing is there aside from he's got the belt and he's steering into proving you right? So it wasn't cool that he hit uh, Bray Wyatt in the balls and beat the shit out of Braun Strowman with a belt and he's with Paul Heyman? Like, none of that makes you moist? I'm moist. 
I'm not. I mean, after a big, dumb ring explosion type thing, the best thing to come from that ring explosion was Little Nage took a great fucking bump. I'll, I'll give him credit. That, that bump was ridiculous, funny. man. You know how many times I rewinded that? It was ridiculous. I loved it. It was so dumb. It was awesome. And it distracted me from the fact that the ring break made no sense when we've seen bigger men face each other. That didn't happen, but because the Fiend is... What, 250 and 6'2? That's supposed to do the same thing as when Mark Henry and Big Show broke a ring? Come on. Like, ugh. But yeah, I, I'm obviously here for it. You know it. That's why you pitched it to me first. It's the Samoan sex machine, Roman Reigns. I've been a fan of his from day one. I had to convince, you know, the, the other Belaz to stop booing him and he was being retarded years ago. So, I obviously don't hate Roman. I just, I can only say the same thing so much. You say it better, so keep saying more of it. You you do realize that's kind of like thirty five percent of what podcasting is. You yeah, just say the same thing, just different. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of redundancy, though. Why do you think? I mean, I've to be fair, man, that in a different different take or a different name or a you know good old Chicken George. <laughs> Shout out to Chicken George, man. We'll get to that later on. But but to be fair, man, yeah, the, the whole ring exploding spot, it's a little redundant at this point. It's it's the type of spot that you should probably only do every ten years. I mean, they've done it like five times in ten years, and it, it's a bit much. I, I get that. But it set up what they were trying to set up, and that that's the main takeaway I got. Roman's a badass. He got Paul with him. And I am looking forward to Friday Night SmackDown because I am looking forward to Roman Reigns, Joseph, whatever his name is, cutting the promo that he's been wanting to cut on these mouth-breathing, grandma basement-dwelling, Tostino pizza roll-eating, Cheeto dust on their beard, and shirt melon farmers for the last, what, four or five years. He about to let y'all melon farmers have it, and I am here for it, and I cannot wait for it. He already responded to somebody on Twitter. Yes. Somebody said yes, about please. sick of. Uh, can you pull up the tweet? Yeah, I'll work on it. Somebody said something about um, the WWE pouring Roman Reigns down their throat again. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, go ahead and uh, you know talk yeah, amongst I think he said talk amongst like- yourselves. I think he said something like, the only reason I'm down your throat is because I'm in your mouth or something like that. Whatever the hell it was. It was, it was a good comeback. Because yeah, because your mouth's open. open. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You're a goddamn mouth breather. Only reason I'm down I your mean, throat is because... He didn't add that part. <laughs> only reason I'm here... I got it right now. So this guy says, Roman being forced down people's throats again. Such an overrated performer. The belt has changed hands so many times, it just has no prestige. Rubbish. Roman, only reason I'm down your throat is because you keep your mouth open. I'm the best performer of this generation, period. And the title is finally in the right hands for it to hold true value. Boom! Ace is the place. No, he didn't say that, but I just added that. Tough acting to acting. I'm here for it. Say everything Mm. that you've been wanting to say this whole time, Roman. You've been playing it cool, but say everything you want to say. And I can't wait till Friday night SmackDown. He about to let you melon farmers have it. Ooh wee. Anything else about payback? Anybody want to say? 
Shout out to the odd couple, Shayna Baszler and Big Fine, aka Nia Jax. That'll, that'll be fun. WWE does that, does that well. Those odd tag team pairings, they do that well. Shout out to Shayna Baszler and the finish making that match look presentable. Yes. <laughs> Come on, man. You know WWE does odd couples well. I mean, if it's, it, you know, be it the Rock and Sock Connection or Gold Dust with insert black guy here. Or uh, what's the more recent one they did? Oh, Alexa they, Bliss and Nikki Cross. They, was a couple they did uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Or uh, Walter yeah. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. Yeah. Matthau was yeah. better than Klugman. What can I say? I, I wasn't a big Klugman fan. Yeah, I remember that program. They worked with the Soul Patrol back in the 70s. <laughs> R.I.P. Rocky Johnson. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Payback was fine. Payback was all right. Payback was better than SummerSlam, in my opinion. But, again, I mean, you know. I'm just... It, it didn't really get anything running for me to want to talk about anything. I'm like, oh, all this shit happened. Good job. Have a nice okay, day. Yeah only, the, yeah, only the biggest news in wrestling in the past couple of years. But, okay, cool. Be smug. That's cool. Whatever. I'm going to go pee. Talk amongst yourselves. Let's get to topic two. <laughs> topic two. All right. We can do that. Go ahead. You go pee. Hold on, folks. We're waiting for Chris to go pee. And... There he goes. Barack Lester! I figure what a better transition. We're talking about Paul Heyman, and his former guy was just probably the most known and the most successful Paul Heyman guy, Brock Lesnar. Now... We're going to get into Mauro Ronaldo being gone as well, but his contract's up and people seem to want to talk about it. It even came across the bottom line on ESPN. Our, our fearless leader brought up the question of whether or not it would be smart for a company like AEW to go ahead and get Brock Lesnar here or there or something like that. Andrew, any interest in talking about what Brock Lesnar has next on his plate? Because I also tweeted out, Brock Lesnar versus Stipe right now looks pretty damn good for Dana White to make a whole hell of a lot of money if Brock is actually interested in getting down to business for a good three, four months and getting ready for a fight. I don't necessarily see that happening. I don't necessarily see Brock ever wrestling anywhere but WWE. But what are your thoughts? Because this is, this is a slightly intriguing thing here. Brock Lesnar is, is, is legitimate and for real wherever he shows up. That is an accurate statement. And doesn't he still have a suspension to kind of wait out for drugs or whatever that he kind of retired but instead of doing it? You think they could get around that if they really wanted to for a Stipe match? I mean, it's been years, so think about it that way. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a statute of limitations when it comes to that. But I, I saw what the, uh, the fearless leader tweeted, and the problem is, because we've already mentioned this before, AEW doesn't know how to build monsters, so what are they going to do? Have Brock Lesnar come in and then lose to Marco Stunt? Or, like, I, I wouldn't want to see Brock Lesnar in AEW because I don't trust they'd actually treat him the same way. Do you... He's still a marquee talent. I agree with you that he's the biggest thing in professional spite fighting sports, whatever even word you want to throw in there, be it legit fighting or worked, you know, sports entertainment. He's Brock Lesnar. We know he's legit. But honestly, the next thing I see for Lesnar is 
whatever the hell is the next thing in season for his farm. Like, his farm's in Canada, so he probably waited out his contract because he can't get into the States, and I doubt he needs the money when he was getting, like, $10 million a contract and a couple million for appearance, and he showed up, like, nine times a year. So he probably doesn't care, honestly. Like, if anything can be said about Lesnar, he doesn't give a fuck, and he's fine, and he's just riding his tractor having a good old time. Chris, uh, before we get to you, I just want to ask Andrew one one quick question. Can let's say Brock Lesnar would be interested? Could New Japan come up with enough money to get him there, and would it be worth it for them? New Japan could come up with the money, obviously, because they are the second largest company in the world. So. Lesnar's been there before, so that's possible. Would it be good for New Japan? I mean, I don't see why not. In the world, Craig. In the world, Craig. And they die for that shit. But I I don't see... The the two black listeners And they'll laugh. But but still, it it can't be bad. We don't have one, man. We got two now. he's, He's Brock Lesnar. It can't be bad for business, yes. Hardcore Pro Marks will hate it because it's a Gaijin that does three moves and, you know, he'll probably go over just throwing you over his head seven times for five minutes. But, I mean, it's it's hard to be mad about that. And it's hard to even think that, you know, him and Okada can't put on a good match, him and Naito couldn't put on a good match. Shit, Suzuki'd probably put on a good match with him or Shingo. So, there, there's a there's a room. I mean, there's there's definitely a market for it. Will they do it? I don't know, because they can't even get their normal wrestlers over there from anywhere outside of Japan. So this is a couple months down the line, and who knows what the landscape will look like in, say, December or January. I mean, come on, man. Andre the Giant, Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody, Bob Sapp. Of course he'd be a Godzilla. Of course he'd be a big deal over there, man. They've just into big dish. Melon farmers. I like that's threw yes. Godzilla at the end, like I wasn't gonna catch it. Oh no! <laughs> they say he's got to go. Oh no, it's Godzilla! It's not Godzilla because of tri- copyright marks. But let's run like it's Godzilla. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Giant lizard and giant fire-breathing lizard. I don't know if we have the trademark to be able to say the G word. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he'd be a big deal over there. But I'm I'm kind of on Andrew with this. So. First and foremost, man, what I've been hearing is that his actual wrestling contract ended at WrestleMania. That he can feel he fulfilled his contractual obligations to WWE, and they still had a licensing deal with his merchandise. And if you go to WWEshop.com, his merchandise is not on there anywhere. So that's the contract that ran out. But I'm with Andrew. He's not going back to fight UFC. Y'all remember a couple of years ago he had that training camp and he said, "Yeah, I'm good." And he's not going to AEW. He's just not. You know what I mean? I mean, it's an interesting question. And I know our our commander-in-chief, he was throwing it out there trying to spark conversation. But he's not going to AEW. You know how much money they would have to give him to even show up there? He's, He's not. Will he come back to WWE? He might. At this point in time, though, with no fans in the building, I don't even know how uh, financially or fiscally feasible it is for WWE to even have him back. So, there, I mean, there's really no point at this point in time. I, I think he will come back at some point in time once fans start coming back into the building, and they'll work something out. But at this point, he's chilling. Like like, like Andrew said, he's on his farm. He's in his tractor. 
he don't have cell phone reception or a television up there. He's <laughs> doing his farm thing and, you know, banging Sable. He got all the money in the world. He never has to work again because he doesn't spend his money on anything. And frankly, I got all the money in the world. I got my farm and I get to bang Sable. That's not a bad life. You know, you, you brought up, or as you were going on, it, it sparked a thought in my head. What if WWE worked out a one-off exhibition fighting license for Cormier and Lesnar at like Mania or something like that in an actual shoot match as kind of sort of like the UFC match we never got since they're both around that same age so you, you don't have to really look at oh well this guy's 10 years younger this guy's got you know an advanced age quote unquote they're both in like their what early to mid 40s and Cormier kind of wanted to work the WWE thing so what if he kind of hybrid like pancreased it where it's a little it's a little shoot fight it's a little WWE and it's something they could maybe both have fun with well number one you would need a live gate that way you can justify the salary of, of the them. first thing that popped in my head yes no I get it but yeah because I mean we don't know when fans are going to be back at this point maybe next year but I, I don't know but yeah, so you would need a live gate to justify paying them what they would probably want for that. But I'd be here for that. I think Cormier would be here for that, and Brock would be here for that because you saw Cormier the last time Brock was there. He was trying to kind of go in business for himself and set something up, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work out. So yeah, I, I yeah yeah, if the money's right, I could see both of them being talked into that. Yeah, and I'd be here for it. They could both talk. Well, Brock got Paul, and Cormier could talk. So yeah, they'd have some. They'd cut some fire promos leading into it. So yeah, I'd be here for that. Tunny, this is this is a little on the booking by Tunny area since we're talking about a a shoot like brawl for all, almost random kind of one off exhibition match. Is that something you think you'd be interested in, or you just think it's too random for WWE to want to invest in? WWE will not do a UFC fight. Okay, cool. So moving right well, along. Yeah, exactly, because it won't happen. That's my opinion on it. Okay, great. There was no need no, for No, because that 100% it won't happen. It certainly wasn't a need Definitely for the Definitely not going to happen. So, and the fourth. And see, I get yelled anyway. at when I'm uninterested in the topic. He just didn't add. <laughs> well, because this was supposed to be the short topic. I was trying to move on to part two, and then we can get to some other shit because we got a lot going on, especially you know, on the back end. I, I like I like to involve him sometimes. Sometimes he just likes to interject and ruin things. So this time I kind of wanted to be ready for it, and he had nothing. So we'll, we'll get something randomly in the middle of, like, question three, probably, where he'll be like, Depends diapers, man! Buy in bulk! And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Now I got nothing for the rest of the fucking show. <laughs> cool. Anywho, so. You see what I did there? The hour. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, NPR during the Platbelaz hour. This is about <laughs> But anywho, the, the next topic, man, in topic two, uh, Morrow. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I've been drinking, but he it, it's been announced that. Thank you. He's no longer with WWE, which this was a square hole in a round peg anyway. 
I said that backwards, but y'all know what I mean. It was never a really good fit. Number one, with his mental health issues, and I'm not trying to diminish his mental health issues. That shit's real, but that wasn't the best environment for him anyway. And the only reason they even brought him back was because he announced the Mayweather-McGregor fight, and they said, oh, shit, we got to keep this guy. So I'm not, yeah, I, I, I can see this coming. And quite frankly, I enjoy him much more in Bellator and boxing. I, I don't think he ever worked in wrestling. I felt like he was doing way too much with his wrestling announcing. I felt he worked better when he was doing the English access commentary for New Japan with Josh Barnett because Barnett kept him under control. Like, Mar Morrow was good for a little bit of play-by-play, -play, a dad joke, and then Barnett would kind of cut him off and just actually give you, like, the legitimate MMA aspect of what the hold is, how he's working a joint, and then he'd, like, throw in an, an anime or, like, a, like a dorky kind of Japanese reference about, like, Power Rangers or some shit like that. So they, they both had a really good niche where they both had their own quirky little little nerd pop culture thing to pop into, but between Maro's play-by-play -play and the little bit of dad joke color and Josh Barnett's legitimacy... Like, they balanced each other well. In WWE, he never had that. Like, I hated, completely hated listening to him in NXT because he'd overpower everybody. Beth barely got something in, or when she did start talking, he'd just jump in and be, Mamma Mia, an arm drag! All right, shut mm -hmm. the fuck up, really. Like, we can see it's an arm drag, shut up. And it got a bit much. I feel as fucked up as the situation was between the two, him and JBL worked really well as an announcing duo because JBL was that stronger personality that wasn't really going to take a back seat and they'd have to go more 50-50. But because of their, you know, off-camera personalities, it didn't work out too well. But, yeah, I, I'm going to be a lot happier if he's in boxing or Bellator or UFC or nowhere near professional wrestling again depending on who his number two is and shout out to Stu Barrett aka Wade no Stu, Stu Bennett, Bennett aka aka Wade what's his last name in Barrett in WWE he's a damn good announcer and he was good in NWA as well which I don't know what's going on with that but yeah that's a good addition I'm, I'm guessing that's why they brought him in but yeah, yeah this this is this was coming this was always coming. We knew that. Yeah, but you got to call a spade a spade with the whole NWA thing between some of the talent leaking into AEW and you see you saw Corgan on AEW a couple weeks ago and Thunder Rosa's got her thing coming up and now Wade Barrett's in NXT. We going to get there. We, we, no, we I know, there. but I'm just saying since you brought up the NWA, I think they're just back to building like they were two or three years ago. Like, they're back to just having a champion and a belt and nothing much else because so many people got lit out of contracts. It's not funny. And Marl will be just fine, man. He'll go back to doing Bellator. He'll go back to doing Showtime Boxing, which he's better at those things anyway. So, yeah, shout out to him. He'll be fine. Anywho, topic three. A little bit of the bubbly. So I'm officially like 
confused. I'm not sure which AEW pay-per-view is coming up because of the text thread that we had going on earlier in the day. I'm not sure if it's all out or double or nothing. Um, and that just shows how much I really care about it. But I think with the <laughs> Wednesday Night War, why don't we start with the fact that they gave you the big tease and you're going to have to tune in again on Tuesday to see who's going to become the new NXT champion. Finn Balor, Adam Cole, I believe it's a, just a regular match, right? It's not a... Is Correct. No, okay, there you go. One fall to a finish. Correct. Yeah, they, they, Regal pinned it as sudden death, but it's next week's sudden death, which I think is smart as shit because it drags out the story a little longer, and that was a damn good match. You put it on two guys that most of the fan base likes and who will put on a fantastic singles match. So... What what's not to love about everything that happened in NXT and what's going to happen next week? Well, it's a, a really good hook to get people to tune in next week, but it kind of feels like getting a hand job and not being able to finish. That's what's not to love. But it's also it's really logical. And what would you have preferred? Like the bullshit extra five minutes of we need sudden death, but it's somehow only between Finn and. Adam Cole because now the other two were eliminated even though that's not how Iron Man matches really work so would would Ciampa and Gargano stuck around to like clog up the works and then you had to like try to finagle away to get a third or I mean that this is just clean to me and I really have no issue with any four of them winning or any four of them in a singles match for the title because this also adds more legitimacy to the win instead of just going oh well Johnny Gargano snuck a pin and that's why he won he's not you know he's just doing the the shitty weaselly heel thing but he didn't legitimately win the title you can't really argue when it's one on one well it's like I said man I understand why they did what they did and it's brilliant television because it's going to bring people back Mm -hmm. next week because I think next week they're going to be on Tuesday again is that correct yep because I think they were going to do they the reason they did Tuesday is because USA had a hockey game but the series ended early and they had already committed to the Tuesday thing is that correct Correct So yeah I get why they did it and it's a good hook to get people to tune back in next week especially because television watching is habitual and they're not used to watching NXT on Tuesday as opposed to Wednesday so now they'll be like oh man we got to see this match but again it's the cock tease it really was like these melon farmers wrestled for an hour, which in TV time is probably really like what 40 45 minutes with commercial breaks. But still, the bottom line is they advertised an hour and we didn't get a winner. It's a cock tease, they, it is what it is. And I'm not saying they did the right thing, they did the wrong thing, they definitely did the right thing. I'm just saying it was a cock tease. We're both Tony, about, you say or we're about to say the same thing. Probably just you say it. Yeah, it was an hour and they never left the match, they went. Uh, picture in picture I think they left once or twice no, no they left once or twice no they didn't they, did. they, did. No, they didn't a lot, but they left once or twice no they did leave once or twice sir. no yes. yeah I, I was watching so it so this wasn't they recorded left once or twice but they did picture in picture more often than not yes I, I yes. was watching it yeah how sober were you how exactly. how sober were you Pretty sober. Yeah, that's not I sober. For I said most of the booze for tonight. I mean, sober is relative. Shut up. Chris, continue. <laughs> 
But you know what, man? As much as I want to smack the shit out of Brian Alvarez, I have to agree with something that he said recently, that AEW and NXT, it would probably behoove them, like I said earlier, which is in their best interest, to not be on the same night. I understand why they're on the same night. It's kind of like, uh, you know, WWE put in a, or NXT on Wednesday, kind of like Larry David made the Spite store right next to Mocha Joe's, you know what I mean? Same type of shit. <laughs> But it, I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's better if they don't, they aren't on the same night. I, it just seems to work out better. Am I wrong? I mean, both shows tend to pull in roughly the same number, but it's also higher than their average. So, uh, well, not math would say you're correct. So I, I can't poke holes in that statement. And and yo, shout out to you, man, because when I when AEW went to Saturday, I said they'd be lucky if they got five hundred thousand, and they were in the upper eight hundreds. Is, is that correct? I think they did seven fifty the first week, and the second week when they were on Thursday, they were like in the eight hundreds somewhere. AEW so. AEW's number is always going to be overall slightly larger, considering that a, a lot of people will not need to watch. NXT live because they can watch it when they're ready to watch it because come once it finishes its end on USA it's on the WWE network the funny thing with that though is that running unopposed NXT edged out AEW by a couple thousand each week so you're correct that they have another avenue to watch it whereas AEW fans either watch it live or maybe catch it on demand but NXT was still pulling the better number overall, even though they were roughly the same. The number I would like to see is how many AEW hardcore motherfuckers that think AEW is the end-all, be-all of fucking wrestling, and yeah, I'm being sarcastic right now, have a WWE subscription. That's a good question. That sounds like a Twitter poll right there. How many of you stupid diehard AEW all or nothing motherfuckers have also have a subscription to the WWE Network? And if so, open your mouth because Roman's coming in. (laughs) Pot is war. Open your mouth. Roman's coming in. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Get you some of that coconut flavored semen down your throat, bitch. Oh, God. We went there. We we, we were trying to do it, you know subtly and slightly tastefully in a very porno artsy way and you just went ahead and well, you know you, you, I told you I, do it in the butt you I, just I, you I, stuck I, it right I, in there I, coconut that's taste. Co- coconut that's is tasty. an artful taste you have to think coconut's yeah. all rave coconut milk yeah. like all that other stuff that's people's shit left like the coconut water man everybody loves that shit right now it's a hipster's daydream right there there we go the Samoan sex machine is a hipster's daydream coconut milk for everyone <laughs> by the way gentlemen make sure you eat your fruits and vegetables trust me on this your woman will thank you and I'm or just so, gonna leave that there no eat your, fruit. oh, eat your fruits eat grapefruit that's where the grapefruit. subtlety comes from Grapefruit. Grapefruit. How subtle, how subtle was that really? Come Eat. on, balls. How Gra- subtle was that really? How many people actually know that? Grapefruit really? twice a week. I'm assuming they can read between the lines. You're assuming a lot, especially if they're AEW fans. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Latter-day Saints. Anywho, 
Moving right along, speaking of AEW, they do have a pay-per-view this weekend. We don't know what the fuck it's called. It's either Double oh, or Nothing double or King out. of Diamonds. The September one is called Double or Out. It's called uh, Double Out, or All or Nothing. Or, 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 or Ocean's the Eleven. Movie? Or, <laughs> Steven Seagal, Double Out, All or Nothing. What the fuck? Dude, <laughs> I, would, I, would pay to, I would pay to go see a Steven Seagal movie with Cody as the fucking heel. Bring back Stardust. If Steven Seagal tries to take down Stardust. And how he does it is he and brings gold dust in. And he's just doing cartwheels through a warehouse. Going, yes, TNT. <laughs> and he's just blowing shit up with dynamite. That's his whole gimmick. There we go. So whatever pay-per-view this is not, we just gave them their main event for it when it does happen, right? <laughs> we're tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, AEW signs Steven Seagal. I got it. I got it. I got it. Steven Seagal versus Cody in a ponytail versus neck tap match. Boom. Shit. Book it. No. Book it. I want Steven Seagal versus Roman Reigns in a ponytail versus ponytail match where Heyman's ponytail is on the line. Even though he doesn't have it anymore. But he has it in a box. He saved it. No, the beauty of that is Heyman just takes off the hat where the pony to it goes, Alright, we lose. <laughs> there we go. He had a ponytail since the Clinton administration. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, but he <laughs> saved it in a box. So either you cut Steven Seagal's ponytail off or you burn Paul Heyman's saved in a box ponytail. Or we oh, could okay, just cool. what looks worse, Steven Seagal's running or Cody's neck tattoo. Cody's neck tattoo. Oh, it's not even close. It's not even. I don't close. know. Have you seen Steven Seagal run? Have you seen Cody's neck tattoo? It's big, <laughs> like it's big. Like, it's That's the perfect response. That was perfect fucking response. <laughs> now, whatever the fuck this pay per view is called, man, there is only two matches that I'm actually looking forward to. Number one, friend of the show, Thunder Rosa, NWA Women's Champion versus Andrew. Yeah, AEW Women's Champion for yes. the AEW title. So I'm Thank you. God bless you. I'm looking forward to that because Thunder Rosa deserves to be in the big time. And I'm not just saying that because she's one of my favorite interviews ever. She deserves to be in the big time. And I'm also, yeah, but I'm also looking forward <laughs> to the uh, title match with John Moxley versus MJF. And I'm going to say this, AEW. Never paid her a dime, Greg. Pop, little inside, little inside jokey joke. If you know, you know. But um, I love you, but I'm looking forward to this. And do do the right thing, you cowards. Put the belt on MJF. This Moxley title reign, obviously, it hasn't worked out. It's not all his fault. I mean, a global pandemic happened in the middle of a title reign. It is John Moxley's fault. No, fuck that. Dean Ambrose is one of the most overrated wrestlers of the fucking past decade. Period. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he is so fucking overrated. It's goddamn recalculous. Tell us how you really feel. He fucking sucks! Whoa, 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 whoa. He doesn't suck. He's overrated. He's I was not up to, good. I was up with you. I'm sorry. I was trying to be... I was, I was trying to maintain a little bit of protocol, but I... Oh... Ugh. 
I haven't disliked I haven't stuff. disliked the wrestling act so much since Right to Censor. Wow. He does suck. He's I mean, just he's... not what it's the same he, thing they, all the time. Not, Everything needs, is the same. Yes, it's all the same. He needs, he needs there the is right zero depth. Good. I'm not disagreeing, but that doesn't mean he sucks. He's one mm. note. I mean, if a band is a one-hit wonder, they still have a one-hit. Like right. they're still okay. But for the position he's put in, he sucks. For the position most people in AEW are put in, they suck. Not in JF, which is why they need to put the belt yeah, on it and see what happens. We've had that conversation. I, yeah, yo, you, you still seems like a high schooler playing bad guy because he's got that look on his face where he doesn't buy into what he's saying. He's just like, this is going to be really dickish and mean to say. It's going to be funny and pop the nerds. Yeah, fuck him. Like, I, I oh, haven't believed a damn word a he le- says. He's a doofus. He's a, it, he's he's a, a fucking nerd. Dick. He's, he's a, a nerd trying to be a dick, and he sucks All at it. the wrestlers are nerds now, man. They grew up watching Dean Malenko matches. No disrespect to Dean no, Malenko, no, no. but that's why these most... Dean Malenko had no personality, but motherfucker would wrestle you into a pretzel, box you, and then fucking send you to your mother. Like, Dean Malenko was the fucking one of the best technical wrestlers out there. He just had the personality of wet milk on ice. So, so you gonna beat the shit out of MJF? Is that what you're saying? Publicly? You'll beat the shit out of MJF? Cause yes. I'll beat the shit out of Brian Alvarez. Fuck it. TPC and I talk me into it. Brian Alvarez. Egg match. There we go. Texas Tornado. Give me, give me, hey. <laughs> give me two weeks and some muscle milk. I'll beat the shit out of Brian Alvarez. Give now me I two gotta, hours. Now not brunch. only do I have to beat up Brian Alvarez, I have to carry Chris Platt's ass. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to make us some money, bro. Just let me cut the promos. You do all the heavy lifting, and we'll make some money off this mother farmer, okay? Tell him to go get a tag partner. Okay. <laughs> we'll make this work. Uh, Anywho, what are you, are, is there anything that either of you are looking forward to to um, this AEW pay-per-view? I, I, I still want to call it Double or Nothing, and I'm pretty sure that's not the name of it. So I'm just going to say AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm going to say it like this. I'm, I'm certainly not going to buy it. Literally I might watch this. But I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, like, if HBO got a good Saturday night movie of the week, I'm probably going to watch that instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? Let me check out what it is. You do that. I, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. It. Because even things that I don't like about AEW, the pay-per-views are still hit or miss. Sometimes they catch me. But when you're, two of your bigger matches are a Mimosa fucking mayhem match. I like fucking bullshit. What the fuck Mimosa match? And fucking broken rules. Broken fucking rules. If Matt Hardy loses, he's out of AEW. What is this dumbass fucking shit? Like, the names they come up with with this crap, the whole Jericho Orange Cassidy angle is stupid. I liked the first match. That made sense. And then they continued the angle, and it got more ridiculous and moronic, and Jericho just steered off into, like, the idiot skid more with how the, the, the jacket got more orange, and then he loses to the worst fucking cradle ever. And it's it's like, what the fuck is actually going on in this match? That's dumb. Then what the fuck? Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks? Who cares? Then you got fucking FTR against fucking 
Omega and Paige, but Paige is out of the elite, and Paige is apparently now a self-conscious child that doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground, and I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I like the Paige and FDR angle, and then they decided to fuck it up by trying to play, like, fucking, fucking dime store fucking Freud and bullshit with psychology. Like, oh, he, we didn't even need to talk to him. He's, he's always had self-confidence issues, and we didn't talk him into betraying the elite at all. This was all him, and he got it in his own head. It's like, all right, go, go fuck yourself. All right, get, get out of here with your psych 101 shit, and have a nice day. Go away. You think you're smart. You're not. <laughs> so the okay, so the thing with the Hangman Page and Omega thing is that they drug it out too long, and I pray that WWE doesn't make this same mistake with Sasha and Bailey because it sucks. Because you know, with SummerSlam, it was scheduled to be in Boston this year, Sasha Banks' hometown. You already know that was going to be a featured match at that show, but Carter subject to change, brother. You know, pandemic. So I hope they don't drag that out to the point where they've drugged this uh, Hangman and Kenny thing out to the point where nobody gives a shit anymore. Do you think that the story arc was for Sasha and Bailey to come to fruition with Sasha beating Bailey, Or do you think Bailey retained against Sasha because Vince loves to bury you in your hometown? Oh, no. Not only do I... No. Not only do I think that it was going to come to fruition with Sasha beating Bailey. I think this would have been the main event of SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I think I think maybe Sasha wins it the next night on Raw or something like that, or or a following week on SmackDown. There is a long, long history of of top performers getting buried in their hometown and losing in their hometown. No, no, no. Build with Bailey doing the chicken shit thing where she kind of fucks over Sasha to save her own face kind of thing and she's more out for number one instead of out for the group I think that would have been a better build that you have to crescendo at at the pay-per-view no. in Boston you, they're already going to watch it you get the, pop, you get the rating pop during the week you guys are missing WWE main roster easy fucking math here it's like 101 dude lest we forget that weekend would have also been the five-year anniversary of the weekend of the match that Sasha and Bailey had on NXT, which you can say is the impotence of the women's revolution. So not only would Sasha have gone over, not only would that have gone no on SummerSlam, Sasha wouldn't have went that over. would have been the main event of SummerSlam. No. And whoa, whoa, and no. she would have been the next anointed. Because you, Charlotte is out. It's already on the hook. If you can leave it on the hook for another month, you do it. She, You're whoa, wrong. Whoa, whoa. She wrong. would have been anointed no. uh-uh. at that show nope. in her hometown. Nope. And she would have been the next biggest thing nope. in the women's division. Nope. She would have been the next. That nope. was planned. It wouldn't have happened there. It just didn't work out that well. That it, would have, it would have put more fuel into that fire for the, when she actually wanted. Because you, that's what Vince does. He does it. He does it mathematically, precisely to every big feud that comes to fruition in that person's hometown. They lose. They lose in their hometown. Okay, Big Rick and the New Day should have turned on Kofi the minute he went I should to hang up on this fucking. Like I should hang up on this call right now because you're you're just so wrong, Platt. You sound What's stupid. Sound? How wrong you are right now? Well, that's not possible. That's but right. anywho, there's uh, merit to what you say, Tony. Yes, but it's the, the truth. Caveat, 
The caveat, though, with Sasha is that she can't defend the title. So there, that's part of the, the rub right there, is that the next month you defend it, or the next day on Raw you defend it, and that'll still bring people in to see if that story continues. You don't and need Bailey to retain. And now you and guys you guys have three Sasha days worth of a storyline, and I have three pay-per-views worth of a storyline because she not only loses in her hometown, but gets the rematch at the next pay-per-view, and then has another pay-per-view after that. So you guys have blown it all in four days where I carried it over four fucking months. Yeah, so yeah. in our theory, we can also bring up somebody from NXT because it's after You're missing a big, the point. Big pay-per-view you're missing and then it. we can freshen up the the women's division instead I'll of save just it. running bailey and Sasha back i'm done I mean, you, like that's you said, fine i'm done merit in what i'll save saying. it i ain't burying what you're saying unlike what you're doing you have merit in what you're saying i just see it more with the whole there's that second storyline with sasha not being able to retain a singles title it's always going to be there it's not going Until anywhere not. you can't make the fans not. want things more it, it, when did you leave the hometown? You can't do it. So that's why it happens like that. Charlotte's out. Becky's out. They need to crown a new woman. That was the perfect time to crown the next woman. I'm not saying... Anywho. She's, how do you crown we, the next woman? She wait. is already the woman. She's like five-time champion. She has one of the greatest matches on Raw ever with Charlotte. Like, you're not... Re- you're not giving someone up and coming something new. You're sustaining something. You're missing the whole fucking point. It's like you never watched WWE your entire fucking life. This is how far that AEW has fallen, ladies and gentlemen. We were literally talking about AEW's pay-per-view this weekend. What's and it we called, by the way? And what's it called? Y'all got some shit to work out. What's AEW. It? What's and I want y'all to succeed. What's Please, I want y'all to succeed. What's the pay per view? Yeah. Don't don't tell me. 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 AEW Cody's all, neck all tattoo. Out. All out. You're Am correct. I right? It is all out. Hey. Unless we're going with the Steven Seagal movie, because I still like you know. Hey. Double double it all. <laughs> whatever. Nothing's out. Double it all. Hard said. to kill. Money <laughs> trade under siege. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Double We're out, done here, all man. or nothing. All right, yeah, let's hit a commercial for fuck's sake. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Once again. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Andrew. Tony. I think think something really big happened in New Japan. Well, I mean, it was a big deal. So... There were fireworks afterwards, too. Well, I mean, it's quite appropriate. They're at a big stadium there, Jingu Stadium, and everything happened. And, you know, why don't you inform everybody what's going on on the other side of the world. 
see, I, I understand why you got so fired up the last state with the last question because you were setting up the fireworks because you knew fireworks came at the end of the show. Oh, yeah, so sure. I like that. That's a beautiful transition. I, and listen, a I'm sorry. Fireworks at baseball stadiums. You're a big baseball guy. This it's just perfect. It's perfect, honey. Segue. I love it. Yeah. But yes. So big. The big marquee notable things. Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi had a wonderful slug ma- uh, slugfest where Suzuki ended up winning the, the Never Championship for the second time. Taiji Ishimori ended up beating a banged-up Hiromu, which he was banged up because of shit he did in the previous tour, so that was beautiful heel taking advantage of the situation. So Ishimori has his second title run as the junior champion. Uh, Toro Yano, in one of the biggest upsets probably in most fans' minds won the King of Pro Wrestling four-way against Sonata, Okada, and El Desperado because he decided to hit Okada in the balls and then roll him up and then then prostrate himself next to him and just ask an apology after he won the, the trophy. So that was fucking hilarious. Um, Ibushi and Tanahashi lost to Taichi and Zack Sabre, so that cements them a little better than just a fluke. And the big thing, not to bury the lead, Naito got his two belts back and he has a nice pose in the stadium as the fireworks are going off and he he reminisces about being a child watching the first one 21 years ago in the stands and coming to win it again in the same stadium both belts with with that whole thing and he's a big baseball fan so lots lots of fun nostalgic aspects for him and there was a rub in the preview in the press release not press release press conference monday was he basically told New Japan to shit or get off the pot because he said, when I wanted the two, I didn't want them combined. If you want them combined, give me one belt. If you don't want them combined, I want to defend them as individual titles. So I'll defend them twice on every tour. I don't care. Just I don't want it like this. So he, he told New Japan to shit or get off the pot, and I, I respect that, Chris. Well, them, them belts are heavy, man. So uh, <laughs> full, full, full disclosure, though, I, I really did want to watch this uh show before we did this before we recorded and unfortunately it didn't work out i I, i'm probably still going to go back and watch the show because i heard the suzuki match versus thicky ricardo was really good and you know i'm a fan of thicky ricardo and suzuki's a badass too so i do want to watch that but it also kind of confirmed my suspicions that the reason that they put the belts on evil to begin with was trying to get people talking about them again because they had been off for a while so you know ghetto felt like he had to do something to get people talking again and i'm glad they put them back on naito because they should put them back on naito and i'm still convinced that they're heading towards a tokyo dome showdown with naito and my man you gotta know who my man is say his name andrew tokyo 3k no my other man (laughs) can we talk about your tweet we're well, going to get to that not at the that next yet, topic, man. Yeah, relax. So, the only other man I know of would be Kota Ibushi. Yes, thank you. Okay, okay. I've been drinking. I forgot his name. But I think they're <laughs> heading for that, even though I don't want to see them fight anymore because they're going to break one of their necks, if not both, on yeah, the same that's true. move. That's true. But I think that's where we're heading. So, yeah. So, But I, I do want to go back and watch this this show. So, this being said, Andrew, I'm assuming they had fans there. What was the uh, What was the turnout like? It looked like it was probably about 40% 
helpful because there, there was a lot of spacing for social distancing and obviously some of the nosebleeds weren't filled out because they were nosebleeds so they were trying to fill out the better seats but it's a baseball stadium so it's kind of big anyway but given the social climate i think it was a pretty solid turnout did it make a difference having the fans there just same as their last couple well I, I know I yeah, said, been, yes it, it's a yeah. big difference because even though the fans are encouraged not to yell because yelling will obviously kind of you know spit Spittle. and just Spittle. stuff it, it's just not healthy it's not safe quote unquote so it was a lot of clapping a lot of stomping and you did hear occasional screams for people that just wanted to, to make noise because they were enjoying the show but that it's that kind of thing that helps the show progress because Naito and Evils was a heavy storytelling match it wasn't the the technical barn burner that some people expect from New Japan it was there was just a lot of tangible disdain betrayal vitriol heel bullshit so the fact that Bullet Club continued their heel shit and then you finally saw LIJ get off their fucking ass and come out to help him like that was a huge moment for the fans to react when you saw Sonata jump over the the fucking guardrail in his sparkly red bottoms and drop kick a, a chair into Dick Togo's face and then just beat the fuck out of Ghetto and then they just drag them off into the back. And I'm not joking, they were sparkly red bottoms. I'm not just throwing out a name. <laughs> I, I, I prefer Dick to go as opposed to Dick Togo. Thank Dick you. Dick to go is just better. Yes. Dick, Dick to go is a great restaurant. What can I say? <laughs> Dick to, oh, you, you get Dick to go? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, it, it's better than dine-in dick. What can I say? <laughs> well, at least it goes, right, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to worry about cuddling. You can stretch out in your bed afterwards. That's cool. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, but the evil character, he's more character as opposed to wrestling. You know what I mean? The way they've been angling him now, yes. I mean, he's, he's a big brawler boy. So, like, he's never going to be the Okada you know, where he's not, or the Ibushi, where he'll put on like a five star high flying technical ridiculous match, like, or even Osprey, you could throw Osprey into that. But evil can go, but he's just more of a brawler. And they just have been steering into the hill skid. And my, one of my favorite points of that match was in front of the referee, he tries to hit, he ha- tries to hit Naito in the balls purposefully to get disqualified to, you know, retain his title and Naito blocked it. So like well, Evil tried everything to keep his fucking title. So that's what you meant by story, and that's good heel shit. So as a novice, man, what matches do I absolutely and not just me, but the listeners as well, what matches do we absolutely necessarily have to see from this show? All of them except the first one. Like like there, there's a decent amount of story with Kanemaru and Master Wato, but not enough to really validate having to sit through those ten minutes. But everything had good story, or it was a great match. Hiromu's match was great. Shin, you know, whatever Thicky Ricardo, as you called him, and Suzuki, that was a great match. Watching Tanahashi be the weak link after he thought he redeemed himself in Ibushi's eyes in the tag match, and. Tanahashi eats the pin after trying to go for the high fly flow and getting caught. Like little little things. Like if you care about the story, it was all good shit. I love Suzuki, man. I really do. He's a legitimate badass. Like he might be able to slap my girl and I'ma have to fight him, but I would think no, twice. No, and I just, know I was gonna no, get don't. my ass beat, I mean, but he would hey. stare you down and you don't think you'd be like, It's cool. 
<laughs> well, you just can't let a dude slap your girl and not try to have some retaliation, even if you get your ass whooped, man. You can't if it's Minoru Suzuki or Brock Lesnar, you still you still gonna take that ass whooping? You just can't let it. No, you can't let another man slap your girl I, and not do I'm anything, just saying, man. You can't. I, I don't disagree with you, but I just wanted to know you yourself. You'll just you know you're gonna get your ass whooped at that point. So you're just like, all right, I hope I don't die. <laughs> you too, you've been single too long, man. You can't let another man slap your girl and not try to retaliate. No, you've been yeah, you've mean, been no, you've been with someone too long. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all just gonna let a, a dude slap your woman, regardless of who it is. Y'all just gonna let a man slap your woman. What good like, are you? Oh, okay, so now Amber has to take care of you because you have two broken legs and you can't breathe because you fucking collapsed your larynx. Now what? I think she would rather had rather just had you get her out of there. Y'all don't know how this works. If I allow a man to slap my woman, I'm probably not going to have a woman for that much First longer. First of all, I don't think either of them are going to slap your woman. But I, I just think you're missing the point. That's a good point, actually. You talking about my point? No. Andrew, no. I was talking no, to the you. Po- the point I was saying was Tunney's thing about how he doesn't think either one of them would. Suzuki okay, Suzuki's a nice guy. He plays up asshole. Like he he's he's not that bad of a person. And Brock's just, a dick, but I think older. he has better judgment in older age. Yeah, because you know I whooped that ass, but y'all clearly didn't okay, know. Okay, wow. The, uh, all right, now you've gone from you graduated from Brian Alvarez all the way up to Brock Lesnar. Good for you. Right. It only took you forty-five so there, minutes. There's too many hypotheticals in this situation because if she's running her mouth and she gets hit for that, then you're like. Kind of deserved it. That's, <laughs> that's not Amber. Y'all know that Amber's a sweetheart. She ain't gonna be the one out here running her mouth. That's fair. She ain't gonna get smacked then. <laughs> that's fair. There but we I, go. I, I, Your I hypothetical is moot. We should move on. <laughs> you just can't let a dude just be out here smacking your girl though. That's yeah, not gonna work out well. That's just not our point. Just hitting on people. It's not yeah, any it's, dude. It's one thing if he's belligerent, drunk, and a dick, and smacking people. Yes, then you fucking take a chair or whatever and beat the shit out of him. I agree there. But it depends on the situation. So before we get out of here, man, and go to our last topic, do you agree in my assertion that we're heading towards an Ibushi versus Naito match at the Tokyo Dome at the beginning of next year? I see it more as Ibushi versus Tanahashi because I feel like their little I, love affair is going to explode because Ibushi started to kind of fall out of admiration for him already. Tanahashi kind of start, started to get it back, then he cost him the titles. So I feel like Ibushi's going to have a heel turn at some point, or at least he's going to discard Tanahashi. And so Okay, so we going back, so we, we, we running it back from this year. Is that what you're saying? We're running it back with Okada versus Naito, which... It wasn't a bad match, but I, I don't think it lived up to the expectations. I think Okada's going to keep himself away from that situation until the titles get figured out. Because he even said it himself, he doesn't want the Intercontinental. He, and he thinks it diminished the heavyweight. So I don't think he wins the G1, and I don't think he gives a fuck right now. I think he's he's going to be on the back burner, and they're going to make it seem like it's of his own volition, which is a nice way to keep him out of the picture for a little bit. Yeah, because he don't want the heavyweight title anymore. At, at this point, he's good. Like, he's living his best life right now. Mm-hmm. He, he don't want that title anymore. He don't want that pressure. So, okay, so, all right, gun to your head, man. Tokyo Dome, main event, Naito versus who? Or whom? Oh, fuck. 
It's a good yeah. question because I don't know who's going to be in the G1 because of travel shit. Okay. Gun to my head, I'm going to say Jay White just because they have a little bit of history and I think Jay will find a way to get back into Japan in time for G1 and I think that would be pretty solid. But I, I don't know because I also feel like because of what you said before that Ghetto's just looking for ways to spike interest with the quarantine and shit like that this could be the first year that the person who wins g1 loses the briefcase in a defense match prior to tokyo dome so i don't know it's, it's gonna be interesting so tony write this down man so andrew is saying it's going to be naito versus jay white i still think we're heading towards naito versus abushi he's not gonna write it down but i think you and i will remember this conversation one of us will yes all right hopefully Real quickly, one wrestler answer, that's it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. New Japan secures Brock Lesnar for Wrestle Kingdom. Who does he face? Who has the title? Who is he challenging for the title then? If they, let's say they sign him, who's the person? Is it Naito? Is it Okada? Is it Ibushi? Is it Tanahashi? Platt? Okada. Blaz? It's got to be Okada. It's kind of what I thought. Platt Blaz 2020, thechairshot.com. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Buy the t shirt. Do not. Do not. Go where? I just, Go where? Oh, you ruined it. I had it. You sound like Elmer Fudd. Yeah, that's all for you. We're going to topic five. <laughs> Why do these all hide on me? God damn it! There it is. I'm not even gonna. All right, PIW 500 is out. John Moxley is on. Whoa, 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 I'm just saying we got one black guy out of here, so that automatically uh, 100% trumps anything NASCAR got going on. They got bubble. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so okay, so we're one and one, <laughs> goddammit, but say what you're going to say. Take two. Action. The PWI Top 500 is out. Woohoo! Fuck me. All right. I, John Moxley's on the cover. Your thoughts on him being number one, first of all, just to start off. I think we know your thoughts after a couple questions ago. Oh, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to my thoughts when we get to our top fives. Oh, I know, I know. It's I bullshit. Like... And, yeah. and, you know, I, I like John Moxley, obviously, a lot more than Tunney does, but I think he's upper mid-card at best. And I don't think he had the best year of any wrestler in the world. I just don't. 
Yeah, you're not going to get an argument from me. Like, I, I like him a little more than Tunney, and I'll give some credit to his New Japan stuff probably helped to elevate him because he yes. does have a fairly good track record there where I think his only losses really came in the G1. So, and they were to higher higher caliber people. So when you, when you do the kayfabe win-loss that they tried to throw out the criteria, yeah, I get it. And the fact that he's a two-time... U- IWGP US champion because he had to vacate it once because of a tsunami and not because of an actual loss yeah just looking at credentials for the year I could see why he'd be top 10 but yeah first is a little ridiculous to me and, and the WWE bias is real this is like you put out a list of the top 500 basketball players and number one is some dude in the G League you know what I mean and Seth Rollins won last year though so it's it's not like they're. Well, complete... We ain't talking about last year. I'm just they're not always just like fuck WWE. So I would give it to Naito over fucking uh, Moxley. I mean, give me a fucking break. So would I. Well, so we, would I. we gonna get we gonna get to that, man. But go ahead, Tony. Come on, lead, lead us in, man. Please do something, please. All right. Well, you want me to start with my top five? Okay. Sure. So. How... How are we doing this? Are we doing from five to one? Or oh no! One I'm to just going to give you my top five right now. You ready? Yeah, let's okay. just All do right, top cool. fives and All then right. nitpick right. at each other because that's what we're really good at. So my number okay. five <laughs> is not John Moxley. My number four is not John Moxley. My number three is not John Moxley. My number two is not John Moxley, and my number one is definitely not Dean Moxley. John Ambrose. And I just want you people to know that I yeah. don't dislike him as much as I'm saying. Like, I I have respect for him and his work. But the way you people fawn over him and the position he's been put in currently, to no fault of his own, the guy's just grinding away. But it's it, they could have put him two, and I wouldn't have had this problem, and a lot of people wouldn't. But they just totally missed the mark. I don't know how much Tony Khan sent over to PWI, but he should have sent it to PIW. Yeah, he should have, by the way. That was great. But So how y'all want to do this, man? Y'all want to go around the horn, and we'll start at five and give our That was my top five, so it's between the two of you. If, okay, if so if it's anything I've learned from bandwagon nerds and when DeMarco oh does his thing, going everybody do their four and debate takes too fucking long and we'll be here for another an hour. So okay. just give your five, I'll give my five, and we'll bust each other's balls and Tony will chime in with whatever he wants to chime in with. All right, so you want me to start. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So, okay, uh, I, I, I do have to say this, man. Honorable mention to Cody Rhodes... It was really hard to keep him out of this because, you know, everything that's going on. Also, Brock Lesnar. It was really hard to keep Brock Lesnar out of this, but his body of work just wasn't extensive enough. He just didn't work enough. He had a great year, but he just didn't work enough for me. And Charlotte Flair. Got to throw her out there as well. Okay, so number five. This was hard. My four were easy. Five was hard. I had to go with AJ Styles at number five. I mean, he was the Intercontinental Champion this year, U.S. Champion this year. He had banger matches with Rey Mysterio, Rick O'Shea, Cedric Alexander, Matt Riddle. That match he had on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan for the vacant IC title, that's a match of the year candidate. Plus, he also main evented WrestleMania, and he sent Undertaker out on a high note. I, I say sent out 
in quotation marks. But, you know, uh, during the quarantine WrestleMania, the two things we're going to remember are the Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match. Mm-hmm. And he was half of that. So we got we to gotta give him props on that. Plus, his bike work was excellent. His wrestling was excellent. So, yeah, I got to put him at, my, in, at number five. Number four. This is a little por- personal to me. But I had to go with Mr. Booyaka Booyaka 619, Rey Mysterio. Because, so my criteria was a little different, okay? I, I, 12 months, from 12 months ago to when they came out with the list, or even just right now. So my criteria was a little different. And mm-hmm. you guys know how much I was enamored with the Rey Mysterio carry uh, storyline this whole year. That's we true. all know that, right? Enamored I've or loved this. Oh, shut up. Oh, I've just loved what they've done with Rey Mysterio because it started out with he was on that losing streak and he's like, okay, I probably should retire. I don't have it anymore. And then his son came out and said, no, papi, keep wrestling. I believe in you. And you know what I mean? <laughs> and he, he he swung a pipe. You know what I mean? <laughs> he swung a pipe. Ended up getting a, 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 a world title match. Ended up winning the U.S. title. You know, he had bangers throughout the year with Brock Lesnar with Andrade, with AJ Styles. Hell, him and Seth had a really good match, you know, sans the eye shit. Plus, I mean, he also has to be on the short list for father of the year as well, right? Because, I mean, any parent's goal, or not even goal, any parent, if you have kids, your whole mission in life is to set your kids up in the best possible position that you can to help them be to be successful and he's done that he's got his child in the e not only did he get him in the e he got two pay-per-view payoffs and one of them was the second biggest show of the year so that's got to be factored into this plus come on man brock lesnar broke his arm baron corbin killed him <laughs> Seth Rollins poked both his eyes out. He I, had to do all this to I, get his son a job. I really love what you're saying right now, but definitely not top five. Oh yes, definitely top five. Just his storyline. Plus, no, you missed the word. He's shut up. Rey Mysterio's been in the game for thirty years, and he's cutting the best promos of his life right now. I don't think anybody could dispute that. So I had to give props to Rey Mysterio. Number three, we gotta go with. Le Champion, Chris Jericho. I mean, this guy legitimized AEW. They don't draw that multi-million dollar deal with TV, with TNT, rather, if it wasn't for Chris Jericho. He legitimized them. He's the biggest star in the industry right now, and the reason I say that is because he's been on television consistently for the past 25 years, and not just in a wrestling capacity. And, I mean, he had some okay matches at AEW. The Moxley match was okay, whatever, whatever. But that match he had with Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome at the beginning of this year, that's another one that I would put on my match of the year candidates because it was two guys, two top guys, that don't necessarily have their fastballs any longer, but they know how to work. And it was a master's class in psychology, that match was. And I really enjoyed it, probably more than most. So I had to put him up there. With all due respects to John Moxley, if there's no Chris Jericho in AEW, does Moxley even end up there? I think that's a legitimate question to ask, and I don't think he he does. Number two, 
and I know you, both of you guys are going to shit on my list, but I don't give a shit. Number two, I got to go to Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Two-time Raw Women's Champion, Tag Team Champion, had bangers with everybody. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky. That match at WrestleMania when she was with the with Kyrie saying the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, that match was better than it had any reason to be. Agreed. She's been doing her thing. Plus, she's kind of winning the pandemic right now. I, I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of her character, but everybody else is. So that means something. And without, you know, as much as I love Bailey and Sasha, without Charlotte, without Becky, Asuka got the belt. She's the top woman in the industry right now. So I got to give her props. And that's why I put her at number two. Number one, as much as I hate to agree with our fearless leader, our commander in chief, Greg DeMarco, I really don't see how it could be anybody else. Then Adam Cole, baby, over 400 days as the NXT champion, had consistent banger after banger after banger with the Velveteen Dream, Rick O'Shea, Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee, Pat McAfee, the War Games match, by the way, which was great. The best faction in the business, the Undisputed Era, and he's the leader of that. Yeah, I don't see how it could be anybody else than Mr. Adam Cole. Andrew, can I give a palate cleanser before you get into your top five? You you may, you may. Excellent. All right, here's my top five AEW BTW. Number one, Y2J. Number two, Cody. Number three, Hangman Page. Number four, MJF. And my number five AEW, Vanguard One. Go ahead. Oh, you you notice John Moxley's not on there. I I guess we can kind of skip Andrew because I I leaked his list yesterday on Twitter. Oh, you did. So. That was that was a good list. <laughs> I I had to reassess my entire criteria because of that. So so this this is a whole new list. I'm glad glad uh, I can had we... time to pivot. Can we take time real quick because that was amazing what you did, Chris? And you know, was, I'm just you just used <laughs> Japanese characters for some uh, random shit, but it all made sense. It I all it made sense. Great. That's it literally was, one of the. It was, it the was best, genius. It's one of the best tweets I ever had because number one, it 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 you would have to have you would actually have to listen to the show to even get what I was doing, and especially get some of the references as well. Yes. <laughs> so let's 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 kick it over to the studio audience and and give CP his flowers. Okay, now you're gonna be a little probably surprised with the top five because I decided to take the route that PWI kind of did, where I tried to kind of look at their same time frame. So. I would have had Asuka in my top five, but because their whole caveat for having women is they had to wrestle men, or they weren't qualified. <laughs> yeah, that that's why you saw Kylie Ray and Tessa Blanchard in there, but not Asuka or Charlotte or Becky, is because they had to basically be female intergender wrestlers. 
or you know, it, so kind of be close enough to on the same level as male wrestlers, yada yada yada, to rank them similarly. I don't know. It was bullshit. I don't know. I don't agree with it, but I was trying to use their way of doing things. So, with all that fun stuff, number five, I have Mr. Jericho, Le Champion, because I agree the Tanahashi match I enjoyed. Without Jericho, there is no AEW on TNT. There's Orange Cassidy wouldn't be this interesting, even if I don't like the situation. They've dragged this out for two or three months to just make best friends in Orange Cassidy and that whole kind of gimmick relevant, you know, begrudgingly towards me or not. So I'll, I'll give him credit there. Jericho is my number five for the year. Keith Lee is my number four for the year because even though a lot of his championship accolades kind of were a little backloaded for the time frame he still had great build and it was just it was great to see how that character progressed through the the three matches with Donovan Dijak and that entire series and I, I really enjoyed seeing Keith Lee go from kind of a decent big man that everybody expected to crown and then at Royal Rumble when he had that big moment with Brock Lesnar and Survivor Series he had a couple moments with Roman so it, it, it was it was just really good to watch his progression throughout the year and the fact that he did get a North American title reign and an NXT title reign and you know re- recently even though it's not part of the the uh, assessment period was the, the win over Randy Orton in six minutes which that has to be one of the quickest losses of randy orton's career in the last decade how, how do you have a black guy in your top five and i didn't uh i don't know but that's uh that's how you know <laughs> i was trying to be that's how that's how you know i was trying to be objective and quite frankly i expected y'all to shit on my list a lot more than you did i saw pc's faces but... i mean i i don't agree with your mysterio thing but i'm gonna get my five out because i'm pretty sure there's gonna be one or two you disagree with because here's here's i guess where a little bit of the bias comes in where my number three is Goshi Ozaki, who is the current GHC heavyweight champion of NOAA. But before that, he was tag team champions for a good six months. He had he was he held the tag champions and the GHC heavyweight champion for a day before his partner got pinned to lose the championship, you know, in the following show, which was January fifth. So he he was, you know, he he, he had two coinciding championships he's had he's been a champion throughout the entire period of time noah is getting more publicity because of cyber agent buying them and that new cyber fight thing that even demarco brought up and i mean shit even you enjoyed their the stare down samurai bushido yeah, duel. When, when they actually started wrestling yes i did very much so but you, you know like there, there was there was things to kind of buzz people that don't usually watch it so I, I really think it was great. His matches have been awesome, and like I said, it's helped to elevate the company. And he's also kind of maintaining the spirit of Misawa and Noah, even though there's a branding change and they're moving away from a little more of the tradition. My number two is Tetsuya Naito, and we oh, we even we kind of touched on it before that. I mean, we did. Like e- even Tunney said that Naito would be higher than Moxley, and you know Naito. That was a double champion before it was cool, so to speak. And he watched his you watched his rise, very similar to Keith Lee, where he went from a little bit of obscurity, then he started getting little rubs, little rubs, little rubs, and Naito's whole breakdown 
breakdown kind of storyline where to beat Tai Chi just to have a shot at beating Jay White to win the Intercontinental, then to get a shot at the championship just to relive his dream kind of thing. And now he's got it back. And it, it's that's a great arc that it's hard to kind of top that kind of storytelling, especially when you add in the years of fandom that he kind of peppers into his story threads with being in the in the stands and as a like a kid he always wanted to to main event the Tokyo Dome or being at the baseball stadium and wanting to you know do the same thing so that's it's heartwarming it's cute and the accolades kind of come with and my number one much like DeMarco and much like you is Adam Cole because I'd have to be blind and not watch the product to not you know figure he's been the best thing for the last year or so between the matches between halftime heat and all, all the all everything little stupid shit that people are going to remember like how he can perfectly time super kicks when ricochet came off the ropes and he was like in mid moonsault and got caught in the chin like even if you didn't love the match that's still highlight real material so cole has done a lot it might not have necessarily elevated quote-unquote NXT because the people who like NXT are going to like NXT and it's kind of that same pool of people. But 403 days as champion, I can't argue with that. So this is my beef with uh, Naito, and I want to hear your beef with Mysterio. They waited too long to pull the trigger. They just did. And the match with Okada at the Tokyo Dome, I think it disappointed. I actually liked the two main event matches, you know, Ibushi versus Okada and Jay White versus Naito. I actually liked those two matches more than I liked the main event of New Japan Day 2. And I, and again, I just think they waited too long to pull the trigger. And it's And his championship reign has been underwhelming, and it's not his fault. Like, it's not his fault. Kind of like Moxley, it's not his fault that a pandemic hit but it is what it is, so that's why I didn't have him in my top five. But what, what's your beef with Mysterio? Mysterio, my beef is mostly it's just the credibility isn't there from the from the criteria PWI used, where it was win-loss, championships, kayfabe, all that. Like, you, you even mentioned it. He's literally been crippled and killed and blinded. So there's a lot of losses that piled up against Mysterio. He had a short U.S. title reign where he had to vacate it because he was injured and handed it back to, what, Joe? I think before Joe got hurt or dropped it or whatever it was. I can't exactly remember who, what, how that worked. But, like, aside from the familial storyline and getting involved, like, kind of linking into that as far as wrestling and wins and losses and accolades there haven't been a ton for Mysterio like he's had a good year when you look at his visibility in the product but when you look at like success when most people measure it by rings or awards or wins or big wins he hasn't really had a ton of big wins well it's wrestling man everything is scripted so okay fair I kind of veered off the path of the PWI criteria but you know what they made some shit up I can make some shit up too fuck them I agree with you Yeah. so I'm a big believer in the smell test over creating criteria right like if you like something it's more important to you this way that's how you're a fan and it's all it's an art it's not subjective where it's a sport, right? And you can come up with a war or a QBR or a player efficiency rating, right? Or a plus minus. That started in hockey. So here's my legit top five. Number five. Jesus Christ. 
Number five. Jesus Christ is your number five. five. Yeah. Fuck, giving him his flowers. Good job. Who did he wrestle this year? Oh, the devil. Who did he he wrestle? He lost to the pandemic. He lost to Trump. He lost to Jerry Falwell Jr. I mean, mean, we talk about wins and losses. I'm just saying. Sorry, things are happening here. All right, my number five. uh, The opposite of that is uh, my number five is Bray Wyatt, the fiend. WWE bias. Uh, number four, Asuka. Number three, Naito. Number two, Adam Cole, Bebe. And my number one in the past year is Bailey. Big booty Bailey. I smell a pole. Tony, can you do that? I smell a pole. W- did you even write down our picks to even conduct a pole? Well, they don't really matter to me, but if you repeat them once again... No, so we'll what would the poll be? Best number one? Because we have the same number one. Or should we go best, unique, most deserving of top five or something like that? Who's more right? Who's more right? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That means they'd have to listen. That means they'd have to listen. There you go. Aha. Okay. Aha. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're uh-huh. asking Twitter to do something aside from click a button. I don't know how good this poll is going to go. <laughs> I'll think of something. We can try, can't we? We can, yes. I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying if they have to do more than just click a button and keep scrolling, you it may not be that much interaction. Well, uh, well when PC put it out there and put that teaser out there that we were going to do this, we got quite a bit of interaction. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Should be interesting. Yeah. Mine is the best, but you know. Charted Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Come on, man. His you you haven't been intrigued by his booking. I mean, who's been booked better than Rey Mysterio this year? And I'm not talking about just wins and losses. I'm talking about just storyline and emotional investment. And he can still go out there and get it done with these young boys, man. He can still go out there and get it done and have good matches. And he's been in the game for 30 years. And he's cutting the best promos ever. They brought his wife out. He got his son a job with the E. His daughter was there last night on Raw. Come on, man. I get what you're saying. Man. I mean... And a, he I can just—I—I I don't see your arms moving, but I see them. I just see you grasping. And he got a, killed. There's by straws yeah, in front of you. You're trying. You're Brock Lesnar broke his arm. Seth yeah, Rollins broke both his eyes out. Are you trying to convince us or yourself? <laughs> Bruh, you see the—you see the paper. I literally wrote this it down. Doesn't, that doesn't. Once again, why I did. yeah, like, that doesn't—that doesn't mean that you're right. Though again, it, it does, but whatever. I got, I got, I always have paper. Well, good for you. You've got paper. Good for you. I, you I like just... to use Excel because we're on a computer anyway, so I don't want to use paper. Oh, I'm trying Shut not to fuck with that shit. Shut up, accountant. Okay, fine. <laughs> Shit, I could have went really obscure, and I could have brought Masato Tanaka into the conversation because he had had a really good year too. But see, see, I didn't go as deep into the weeds as you thought I was going to. See, I'm like, your list doesn't count because you bring up wrestlers nobody's heard of. I just want to say you don't know I think... who Masato Tanaka is. You never watched ECW one day in your life. I know, but how many people know? 
There was two Most guys on. People. There's two guys on our on our list. Honorable mention that none of us got to, and I know it's all the same. And it was Aesop Mitchell and Max Holiday. Wow. Oh yes, true. Yes, true. definitely, yes. definitely. Yeah, they were just outside the top five. Definitely, one hundred. Yeah. Yes. Along with a friend of the show, Thunder Rosa. They were just yes. outside the top five. Just a bit outside. Which, shout out to her, Bob man. Uker. I hope she beats, uh, she beats some ass this Sunday at Double or Nothing. I know that's not the name of it, but I don't care. Anywho. <laughs> we're not any pimp- last thoughts, man, before we, we wrap this no, up? We're not, no, we're not pimping Steven Seagal anymore. Go ahead and fucking finish it off. Let's just finish the show. This has gone on for a while anyway. It is, and he's friends with uh, Sheriff Joe Apayo out in Arizona, so fuck them both. They can actually fuck each other, as far as I'm concerned. Anywho, uh, Mr. Belaz, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? You could find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief. And, you know, regardless of the lack of unbridled enthusiasm for the product, we will, or at least I will, cover, you know, all, 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 all or nothing, du- double favors, double outs, out, all out. Under siege. All under out. Siege. Under, under, under siege. Under siege, the kickboxer. Yeah. Art yeah, uh, yeah. You Art can also kill. find Andrew like sleeping at his desk tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes, that too. Someone yeah. wake me up. Chris. Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plaid. More importantly, make sure y'all all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Type in the promo code Labor Day. You'll get 20% off your purchase. This is the best time to show us your love and make sure we can keep providing that content that you love day in and day out here at the chair shot by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promo code Labor Day. Remember, the chairshot.com is not just a website, it's a movement. And again, at, go to the at Pot is War Twitter as well because we're going to have a poll up. We are, already know you're not going to agree with either of any of what we said tonight. But let us know which one is closest, which one of our list is better. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Mr. Tunney, sir. I, follow me at PC Tunney. Cool. So, yeah, we're going to put that up, man. So you make sure y'all check out for that. And you got to listen to the show to see what we're talking about. But let us know which one of us is writer. I know that's not a word, but fuck it. Which one of us is writer? More right. <laughs> cool. I like writer better. Oh, uh, boy. And it, if you want to be a writer, you can contact people on thechairshot.com. Yeah. Oh, to go, Andrew. Got to be Yay. Or maybe- Hi, everybody! <laughs> Hello! Hey, I am friend of show! <laughs> Dr. Nick, yes! I come on time, it's part of war! What? Uh, part is war, I come on time! Uh oh, we might have a really <laughs> <laughs> On that note, for Andrew Snowflake Balls Balaz, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pot is War. Make sure y'all all enjoy Double or Nothing, All In, Under Siege this weekend. We'll be back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until yeah, then, shalom. <laughs> Thank you.
this is probably going to get cut out, but uh, shout out to friend of the show, Jake the Snake Roberts. But what's up with his haircut? Like, is that part of his recovery? They're trying to teach him humility. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.